Welcome back to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. Oh, shoot. Today isn't your favorite day of the week. It's Thursday. Back in college. I like like Thursdays. Back in college, Thursday was my favorite day of the week. Like Friday was just a weekend. Like it was just back in college. Friday was just like an extension of Saturday. I had two Saturdays and then a Sunday and then a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. At at UCLA back in the day, and I would imagine this is the case at at a lot of uh, colleges slash universities. Thursday was the big day. Thursday was the big yeah. house party day. Thirsty thir- or thirsty Thursdays was. It a sounds big like deal. you've already gotten started. <sighs> uh, but do you know yeah. why? Do you know why? Th- on why I've started already? No. <laughs> yes, that I do know. COVID and the Lakers. I know why you started drinking early and our show theoretically. Yeah. Um, or at least that's the excuse you're going mm-hmm. uh, to use. Jan, I swear it's for work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but do you know why on college campuses? Thursday night is the big like house party, frat party, whatever party going out night. Why it was? Yeah. I do not know. Okay. The answer Does it have to something that, to do with classes? No, the answer to that, at least as I understand it, or at least at UCLA and I assume elsewhere, mm-hmm. it was like this at Cal too. Um, because that prevents the high school kids from being able to crash. Oh, it's much harder for them to, you know, if they're living at home, get out and and come and hang out and do whatever. Yeah. On a Thursday, because you got to be up for school in the morning for high mm-hmm. school in the morning. But on a college campus. Eh, yeah. Friday. Eh, did you did Friday you ever, morning? Eh. Did you ever schedule classes for yourself on Fridays? Uh, not when I had a choice. What was your major? Uh, I was a business econ major. Mm. You were one of those guys. I have a fun business uh, major story that made me change out of being a business major. I was a class. This will take a second. I was in class and I, I let um, it, let it breathe. It can take two seconds. Let it breathe. All right. So I was in class and this, uh, this, this uh, professor um, listed one book for okay. what, what, what we needed. And then it turned out that we needed an updated version of that book actually for that class right all right and so like books cost like a shit ton of money back in college and everybody kind of groaned and you know for me i was kind of lucky my folks really helped me out during college so i just went out and got the book and there was this uh, single mom who couldn't get the book because it was okay. too expensive and um didn't you know she had just planned on um how was she going to do it? She she didn't get the first book even. So she didn't have a book for, for the class. And she thought, well, I'm not going to have a book. And we're now I'm now going to be like way, way behind. Mm-hmm. And I now had two books. And I looked at the two versions. And there was only like one change. That was the most annoying thing in college. It's like they would change the color of the font. And then that would be an updated right, version of the, the fucking yeah, yeah. book. Yeah. Right. So, so we would. so Such a scam. You have to oh buy a book God. for 200 bucks and sell it back for 30 bucks and right. they're going to sell it again for a hundred bucks for 130 bucks. Yeah. So I, so I, um, I now had two books that were basically the same. This girl had no books and I just said, well, fine, you can have my old one. Like you can have the one that I originally brought for this class. I'll just jot down the note that is different in the page or whatever. And, and here you go. And I had, cause it was a, it was a, a weighted class, right? And so I had people angry at me like, oh, my God, dude, that this is going to be like, why would you give her the book? She was going to bring down the curve like that would that would mean that (laughs) it would be that much easier. And I was like, man, you guys. Wow. And I was like, I like people got angry at me for giving her the book. So I finished that class. Uh, I I think she did pretty good in the class. And then I was it. I, I got out of being a business major. I was like, I don't want anything that ever makes me think like that. So, yeah. When you started to tell the story, you're like, how is she going to get the book? I got concerned how you were like, what, <laughs> where you were going with that. <laughs> I was like, this no. is before OnlyFans. What is he? Is that before? What is that? What are you saying? I don't, <laughs> no, this is concerning I, me. No, she, I, no. Cause she, she, I don't know why she showed up without the book in the first place. That was. Yeah. I don't know how, what you're, how you're expecting this to go without, yeah. <laughs> without the like right. primary materials. <laughs> now, like so I did, I did used to wait until like the first week of class to buy some books, um, depending on like how necessary it seemed like the book was going to be, uh, you know, just based on like how thorough the, the, the professor's notes were going to be and all that. 
Like there were right. some glasses that I would just kind of, well, I'll see if I can get by without it. Um, this one was not one of those. It was like a thick ass. It was like a, I forget. It was like some econ class and it was a thick ass book that, that we needed to buy. And, uh, so I don't know how she thought it was going to go when she showed up without getting it, but you know, I mean, it worked out, I guess. Yeah. For shouts to her. I, I, I hope she's, Do we know her name. No, I don't remember. Dude, this was, this was shit like 10 years ago now. This okay. was a long time ago. So I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, that was that's my college story. I, I I used to enjoy Thirsty Thursdays though. That was like the night that you go out, and I also used to like having class on Friday because the 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 um campus what? was empty. Yeah, it was empty. I like parking was because parking at Cal State Fullerton was terrible. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's improved ever since, but it used to be awful, and uh, it was nice to show up on Friday. And just get a nice spot right in the front. I only had like one or two classes. I would go there, play some basketball, and then restart my weekend because yeah, it had I'd, already started the night never before. Went to class, um, yeah. Well, that was that's that's where I ended up in college, and like I would I do it to myself. I was like self sabotaging in those days. Yep, and I would do it to myself. I would schedule classes um, for when the best uh, pickup runs were. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At uh at the Wooden Center. Yeah. And so I would just like, all right, I'm gonna go to class and I would just happen to bring my stuff to hoop. Yeah. And I would walk by uh so the wooden center is the uh you know, like the student gym at, at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And I would just happen to have my stuff with me just yeah. in case and I would kind of wander by and I go, Oh, how's it looking? Man, it, oh dang, it shockingly, it looks like they're they're playing pickup. Nah, maybe I'll play. Yeah, right. You should yeah. probably be in class right now. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna hoop. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I, I you at least hooping. I was getting exercise. Like if I skipped school, if I skipped class for for playing basketball, I felt better about myself than if I slept through class because I was super hungover from the night before. Well, you know what's funny? Um, as much as I uh, drink now, and here we are doing the show, and as much of uh, <laughs> strangely enough. At Laker games and maybe on my Instagram, less so on Twitter. How much of my brand is that I'm an alcoholic? Yeah, um, I didn't drink in college. Interestingly really enough, yeah, that's a little tidbit for all of uh, the hook listeners out there. I'm certainly making up for it lost I time very at much this did. point. Yeah, I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't start drinking until I was like 23, I think 24, maybe. Yeah, I was I was warming up. I was warming up like that was <laughs> I'm warming up presently. Let's go to the righty. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> Anthony Irwin was... calls down to the bullpen and I was limbering up my liver for for what would eventually become uh, my, my life. I am so I am uh, sipping on some Sincoro right now, limbering up my liver for tonight's festivities at the last game at Staples Center. Shout out yes. to Staples Center. Wild. What? Are, uh, so you're, you're drinking tequila? I was gonna ask. I poured this on, on on like this was gonna actually start the show. What is that? A white Russian? What do you got? No, there? it's a uh, eggnog. Do you like eggnog? Oh no, eggnog is disgusting. So this is the. Thing. We need to do this. All right, this is Christmas Eve. We need to do this. Yeah, eggnog gonna, is disgusting. Like, have you ever noticed that it like eggnog is one of those things? I think I think pickles are like this, and I think tomatoes, raw tomatoes, are like this, where there is no apathy to the thing yeah right there's no middle ground You're right. is you either hate it or you love it and i i hate tomatoes love pickles love eggnog love eggnog look forward to it every year um and then i'm the only person though that i know who loves eggnog so eggnog is hideous what is it about eggnog that you don't like um i well i generally don't like sweet stuff yeah very much uh you find this sweet and eggnog, like, ugh, just like the like. I also like cream-based beverages, like thick beverages. Do not do it for me. I also like eggnog is only vaguely reminiscent of eggs and mayonnaise, but I despise both eggs and mayonnaise, and it is like vaguely reminiscent of those. Yeah, yeah I just mm, no. It is just like how ugh, do you how does one ugh. hate eggs? Why? How can you're a cook, dude. You're a private chef. How can I am? You, like, oh, I cook. I cook with them. I everybody eat them. eats eggs. No, well, so I'll eat eggs if it's like mixed into something in a yeah. batter or whatever, but not in fried rice. If there's little pieces of it, no fried eggs, no 
egg salad, no sandwiches with any nah, no thank you. That's weird. No fried egg on a burger at I Fat was, Burger, none of that. I was watching MasterChef last night and the challenge, one of the pressure challenges was a scrambled egg. Do you know why that is? And some girl, some girl, yeah, because like Gordon Ramsay apparently is like like famous for his scrambled eggs. But, That's part of it. But the but reason she, why, go ahead. This girl had never scrambled an egg before. That was my very first thing I had ever cooked. Okay, so a key key to a scrambled egg for everybody out there. Okay, use a lot of butter and uh, and milk or cream, much more than you think you need, mm. and scramble it up. But let it set a little bit before you start moving it, and then move it slowly, kind of drag from the outside in, so yeah. that. The, the uncooked parts will flow to the outside. But the real key is take the scrambled egg, take it off the heat before it's done because it's mm. going to continue to cook it's a little keep bit. Cooking. And if you wait until it's actually done in the pan, it's going to be dry and overcooked. So don't do that. Um, and the reason why they do that on those shows is it's a French chef thing. Mm. But what all these like very hoity-toity, uh, annoying French chefs do, the way that they... <laughs> they uh, assess their underlings is cooking eggs because hmm. eggs are they seem very simple but to get them right they are very difficult to cook whether it's soft boiled hard hard boiled pretty easy but soft boiled scrambled uh fried etc over easy it is the way that like these old french chefs test all their underlings hmm. because eggs they seem very simple but they are very it's very precise and very difficult to get right did you ever watch jiro the art no. of sushi no, but I should. What is it on? It's, uh, I think it's on Amazon. Last I checked, it was on Amazon. It started on Netflix, um, and that's when I first watched it a few years ago. But yeah, like to your point, their uh, their sous chefs, like all of their all of the, the all of the chefs who ever served sushi at this um, restaurant had to perfectly cook an egg roll, like a, a, a you know perfectly you know, get the, get it perfectly layered and all this stuff. And, and yeah, so I, egg, I, I didn't know that it was this, uh, right. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's that, that's it. That is for all these, the hoity toity French chefs. That's the thing. And this has been, seems pretty eccentric. In my this opinion. has been your NBA basketball, alcohol, egg, <laughs> look, man, disgusting. This and... shit is so deprived. Like literally right before we started, I'm on, I literally had to refill as we were just talking about yeah. prepping the show before we started 12, 12 minutes in. Because, uh, look, today's show, we're going to talk about the, like, literally right before we started recording, Shams Karani reported that the NBA and NBPA are in talks on shortened quarantines for players who test positive. Not, uh, you know, I, anyway. Well, so, but who also, test positive also for COVID-19 and then uh, sides are discussing allowing players who return faster as soon as six days based on testing cycle threshold. And also... Um... Uh, what day was it? A couple days ago. Today's Thursday. I want to say, I don't think it, maybe it was yesterday. It was either um, yesterday, Wednesday, as we record this, or Tuesday. Adam Silver went on with uh, Malika mm -hmm. on, it's not called The Jump anymore, whatever they, like ESPN NBA calls. Today? I think that might be right. Although yeah. that's the NFL Today, or no, it's NFL Live. Maybe it is NFL, NBA Today. Mm. And kind of alluded to one of the changes in the protocols that they were considering was shortening the length uh, that asymptomatic players needed to be out without testing out specifically because with this, as he called it, the Omicron, which he called the dominant variant, which seems to be the case, certainly, in, well, statistically in the NBA, based on their sequencing, and most likely in the rest of the country and probably the world, seems to, at this point, um, after exposure, you get it faster, but it also seems to you also seem to be able to get rid of it faster than some of the the than Delta and the OG. So <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, look, this is all all very fluid, but kind of I think the NBA is trying to do the best they can in a very fluid situation to do best practices, but also be fluid in changing protocols with new variants and, and new, uh, new ways to fight infection. And so it seems like, it seems like Omicron is uh, more contagious, but shorter duration and also less damaging at this point. And so therefore it seems like 
that is a way that we can get back to normalcy because this seems this ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So like that sentiment, this this isn't going anywhere. It ain't going nowhere. It, I, yeah, I, I agree scientifically. Like we have reached the point now where it is not going anywhere. But man, this really reminds me of the, the, the conversations around climate change. Like there's something we could technically do. And there's something we technically could have done a while back to, to make it so that we don't have to deal with this forever. But now it just sucks and we just got to live with it. Like, it's just, sure, <laughs> it's, just, it's, sure, it's so like, frustrating I, how sure, much those things have sure, in common. Sure. Yeah. I, my mom listens to this. So I'm, so I, I use this phrase I'm going to use in, in uh, relation to something else which mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about right now because mom is going to listen to this. Also, <laughs> she's heard me say this all over and over. I wish the world was different, but it's not. And so I don't think we should, I don't think we should stop reaching for or fighting for what it should be or what we hope it, it should be or could be. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we also have to deal with reality on reality's terms. Yeah. And the reality is, everyone is not going to do what is necessary a hundred percent of the time to actually eradicate this. So it is going to be around forever. Yeah. And, and to be clear, it, like this isn't like the NBA changing their protocols. Isn't what I have in mind of like what we could do to avoid this. Like the NBA, look, the NBA has a whole bunch of, it's a superstar league and there's a whole bunch of superstars right now who aren't going to be playing on, on Christmas and the NBA can't have that. And they, you know, the focus right now, is getting guys and keeping guys available as safely as possible like that's but but i think the availability is is i think taking precedent over the safety it, it you know based on some of these some of these protocols and you know what like i mean that's on them like if if, if it's something that the union and the nba uh, as a league has agreed to like it's it's not really for me to say like no you're doing it wrong it's not, it's not, it's not my deal. Yeah. I mean, it, this is, um, look, we're all going to make mistakes with this because at first it was, we don't know what this is. Now it's okay. Maybe we're okay. And now there's a new variant and there's going to be spikes and lulls, valleys and spikes. So it's kind of a moving target for the NBA yeah. always. Um, but like people, people in general, I guess, I guess, like there's there's a few different options here, right? It could be the NBA is not going to shut the season down. Mm -hmm. They just they're not. Right. Is it possible that they could pause the season for a little bit? Yes, but I don't know what that does either, right? Yeah. Because then we're assuming that the problem is these guys are are getting it um, during games. They're spreading it during games on flights. The games thing. Maybe, probably, I haven't really seen a lot of good data on that as of yet. Um, but on the planes, it seems, you know, pretty likely. Um, you know, a lot of our guys that don't play, you know, Michael Thompson, who uh, is back tonight for the game. Uh, Billy Mack, who was out for a little bit. True has has tweeted that he's, he's currently still, I talked to him this morning, still in protocols so i don't know if it's fair if we say all right just shut it down for for a couple weeks let's pause this for a couple weeks i don't know what that necessarily does and adam's that that interview i i alluded to earlier i mentioned earlier he said like i don't know what the argument is for that because that assumes that guys if they're not playing are just going to be like in a bunker at home and are not going to get it in the world which yeah doesn't seem like I don't think that theory holds water. So pausing the season, I don't know really what that does. No, I, I I think all of these guys, at least the vast majority of these NBA players, have proven that that's they're they're actually a lot safer with their teams than whatever I mean, it is they'd be doing if there more. wasn't if yeah. they it, whatever it is they they'd be doing if they weren't with their teams. You know, like uh, like we we saw when the league was trying to come back how many guys and how long it took for everybody to, to be safe for training camp. Like that took a long ass time. And that was, that was quite the hassle. And, and I think now, you know, you look, the other thing that we need to keep in mind here is 
it's a group of of you know it's a, it's a labor group who mm-hmm. want to work want to continue to make money yes. and and it's a younger wealthy group and typically young wealthy people have cared less and have to care a little bit less about covid like that's just the you reality you're telling of the situation. on yourself huh huh you out here telling on yourself oh yeah sure yes i am neither oh, young nor a, wealthy but yes a well a wealthy <laughs> white adjacent <laughs> in peak physical condition like i'm not i'm not mayo but i'm an aioli you know <laughs> there you go you got, a, you got a little spice to it huh <laughs> got a little spice to it I'm uh, Outback well, so, Ranch dressing. It has some go. of that that white pepper in it. Got a little spice to it. Uh, you're and but you're a, you're a chipotle mayo. <laughs> you're a chipotle aioli. Yeah, which is which is uh, delightful. Those are good. <laughs> and the same color as sriracha, but you ain't sriracha. Um, but th- I mean, there's so many other factors. Like obviously the fans, right, and the fans in arenas that are going to be within you know possible physical distance of the players have to have a little extra screening um but they they often as you say are generally not necessarily young but they are generally well off white people that are sitting mm-hmm. courtside um but then even more than that it's like th- when we think of the NBA we often think of okay it's the owners slash teams and the players it is but it is also the training staff it is also uh, the ushers. It is also the people that are selling popcorn, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are there is a huge group of people uh, that are don't really get a say in this, but I hope that the NBA and the NBA Players Association are taking them into account, which is they are people that are probably more vulnerable, but they are also more beholden to this whole process like you know there there are people at games that really like maybe it's not their entire living but that really like make ends meet because they work games whether Mm -hmm. it's taking tickets or ushers or or what have you entertainment industry like it's a a branch of the entertainment industry there they are probably like demographically and if we're going to generalize they're probably more at risk but they're also probably more willing to take that risk because like if the games stop, they don't get paid. These are not yeah. people that are, you know, salaried people that have companies that may or may not be looking out for them, et cetera. Like these are people that are using their game, the 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 money that they make working games, right? And it's Kings those. and Clippers and Sparks and mm-hmm. Lakers um, that are reliant on this income. And I don't think you know the ppp is coming back i don't think the the pandemic unemployment is coming back so there are lots of moving parts to this and there are lots of of uh people to consider in all of this and so i i think the nba is doing about as well of a good of a job as they can with this moving target all the time and i think it makes sense to try to get guys back as quickly as possible it's kind of um you know splitting the difference we've talked about before last week, I think we talked about like, is there an appetite for just letting asymptomatic players play? That seems to both you and I, I'm not, I don't want to speak for you, but I think I'm going to paraphrase at least for you. I think that feels unsavory to both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Although these protocols and if they're going to cut back on testing, like there are going to be cases that make them make their way onto the court. Absolutely. But like that's, that's going to happen. Absolutely. But let's be real about this. There were, I'm, sh- I'm certain there were dozens of There's cases probably, yeah. before the ramped up testing. Well, but, but, after like, Thanksgiving. We're, talking about, we're talking about more like. Sure. And that's know? again, you and I both think that's, a, that's kind of unsavory. Yeah. But this feels like, but I also think that like at some point, because I don't think this is going anywhere, we're going to have to figure out strategies to live with this. Now, therapeutics and antivirals and stuff are, you know, right on the way. So that's a part of it also. But as of right now, it feels like a pretty decent, like half measure at least to say, like if there's asymptomatic guys, we can get them back quicker. They don't have to sit out the full 10 days 
No, um, I mean, they, there are there are no perfect solutions here. Otherwise, one would hope that if there was a perfect solution, we would have pulled the trigger on that a long time ago. Um, this is America, brother. I'm not convinced. <laughs> one would hope. That's why I said one would hope. <laughs> yes. I can hope, but, you know. Hope is hope is for the naive. And but so like I, I there is no perfect solution. And this is the best of a whole bunch of bad ones. Yeah, I know? agree with that. And and that's and that's and that's where the league finds itself. That's where we as a populace, not just American populace, but worldwide populace find Absolutely. ourselves. We all have to make a whole bunch of judgment calls nowadays, uh based on where we're what we're willing to risk and what we're willing to put at risk and all of these things so, so are you are you ready for my um my theory we talked about this before but i said i wouldn't tell you what it was because i wanted to get your organic reaction yeah are you ready for my theory uh my christmas day theory well first of all the nba is not postponing christmas day games like just no not happening adam silver after will, that adam after silver that, himself will play like he'll, he'll hop <laughs> right. out um, what do you think adam silver can give you I mean, against the other guys that are going to be playing I mean, that are at this point like G League scrubs. The, the guy looks what do you like think a, Adam Silver. The guy looks like a middle finger, man. Like I'm, I'm worried about you know one what? screen. You know, what? <laughs> you know what? Uh, he does. Don't even say he does it. <laughs> R.I.P. David Stern. But David Stern would be like, we don't care about none of this. All y'all are playing. Yeah. No, David care. Stern would have found the 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 cure, or at least said like. He would have put he would have given a whole bunch of plastic water bottles to teams with a label saying the cure on it and then said, you guys are good. Get out there. You're he, would set. Dudes, he would have had guys playing in those like outbreak suits. They're like, I, I don't care. You may have it, but you plan. We need we need these ratings. David Stern would be like somebody's coughing just nonstop out there on the court. And all he would care about is that their shorts didn't go past their knees. <laughs> Uh, so my theory is, look, so let's let's just say, like, let's just put on the table right now that Christmas is not getting canceled, right? Yeah. Like, COVID is canceling Christmas. It, and in fact, it canceled, I don't, but it canceled my Christmas. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Um, uh, not, I, I am not positive. Well, at least as of, as of yesterday. But, uh -huh. um, so let's get that out of the way, right? Um the NBA is going to play. They like their television partners. They just, they basically have to, mm -hmm. I don't know who we're going to see on the court, but my theory is as it relates to the Lakers specifically in the Lakers game, which is scheduled at least at this time at five o'clock um, because the nets have been just decimated by yeah. protocols. And some of the guys, although uh, it looks like uh, James is back. And Paul Millsap is back, although Paul Millsap we can like set aside for this conversation. <laughs> uh, James is out of protocols now. Even um, KD, who knows? Kyrie, who knows? Uh, Lamarcus, who knows? Everybody else on the Nets, who knows? My theory is that because the Lakers and Nets game is the game, the marquee game on Christmas, my working theory is that there's a likelihood that that gets moved back to the late night window a couple hours just to give more guys a chance to test out of protocols lakers guys nets nets guys specifically kevin durant but so my working theory is that it's likely the lakers game gets moved to the late window which i think was denver and somebody that's yeah. that is my working theory yeah i mean i like that at the end of the day they're going to do whatever they have to do to get the lakers on national tv for for that game and it um, is still as i i have no concept of what like basketball tickets actually cost but i saw some tweets that the lakers nets christmas game is f even still now far and away the most expensive game yeah. of the year and i yeah, think I got that going back too. several years mm -hmm. yeah they, they need the lakers logo out there like it you know the lakers logo generates views and ratings and stuff like steph does it now uh but it's, it's Steph and lebron yes yeah but but i think in general the lakers even when the lakers were bad people watched those games Absolutely. Like even when even when the lakers were because people want to laugh when at they the had lakers, the, the wayne they... ellington starting lineups that we're now seeing again yeah what's robert yeah. sacre up to is he still doing can we go dunk back contests to talking and... about eggnog can yes. We... <laughs> yes. yes we can yes we can eggnog is disgusting um let's get to let's get to the basketball so uh it is the season uh, of giving 
and all that. And I'm like, I, you can't see it, but off camera, my office, like Aaron, I'm telling you, you would, I have, I need a machete to get to my chair right now. Because with, of all the presents? Because of all the presents. It's just, Aww. it's just obscene. It's, are they all, are they all for Avery? Oh yeah. Oh Go, yeah. Oh, this is love. I, I love this. Yeah. No, love I it. just, I put together, there's a, uh, there's a little, I don't see. Let me see if I can show you on the camera. Yeah. 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 I like this. This are we going to see, are we going to see the return of Avery Mountain? Oh yeah. But just in a different way. Let's see. Let's see if you can see it. Panning. So panning. There's Avery. Oh yeah. There's Avery it. Mountain. Right. Yep. As I remember it. Oh, but Avery Mountain is covering. Oh it's, yeah. You got a lot going on there. Well, it's a, it's a little Jeep. It's a little. Yeah. You got a lot going on there. Yeah. So, uh, it's that season and Avery is too young to have a wish list, but you know, we know that there were certain things that she would have been happy to get. She would have been excited to get. Yeah. We are not too young to have wish lists. These NBA teams are, there are a lot of teams out there with, with a wish list. I would imagine number one on all of these teams, uh, wish list is for go COVID not even teams. Everybody's uh, yes. wish list COVID to go the fuck away. Like that's, yes. that is absolutely up there. Yes. Uh, Beyond that, though, there are I do think are some some team specific wish lists that we can you know kind of have a little bit of fun with. This is a Lakers ad adjacent show, so I'll go ahead and start it. And uh, look for me, what I would prefer for the Lakers is another couple wings and maybe a bit. Okay, but based on uh, how they've operated this year, I think they want more bucket getters. They want that's if you can dribble and shoot off the dribble, that's what that's what they're looking for. Yes. <laughs> um, let's put the COVID <laughs> stuff aside. Yeah. So I am I am gonna go. This is my wish list. Mm -hmm. Well, all right, kind of. Uh, this is my wish list as a basketball fan. Right. As a as someone that that uh, works for a team and is is roots for some teams more than others, let's say mm -hmm. we'll put that aside. But just as a basketball fan, my my wish is for Western Conference injury rehab availability. I want to mm -hmm. see what the West looks like with AD back. Yeah. With Kawhi back. Jamal, with Murray. Jamal Murray back and with mm -hmm. Clay back. Yeah. I, 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 I want, I want health for those four guys specifically. If you want to put Michael Porter jr. In, in there for Denver also, he's not, but okay. He's not like in that. He's not somebody who he's I not wake on up that tier. I, he's not on that yeah. tier. He's not somebody but I wake I up and see, say, man, I, I want to see, see the Western Michael Porter jr. Today. I want to see, well, you know, I'm a West. Well, <laughs> I'm a Michael Porter jr. Fan. I have a man crush on him. Despite all the like weird, <laughs> his I'm podcast just asking questions despite his uh, interesting <laughs> big brain take <laughs> on certain everything political socio-economic issues that i don't necessarily everything. agree with everything yeah on the basketball court as a basketball player i have a man crush on michael porter jr mm -hmm. i've been saying for like three years now that i think he could be a superstar uh and i have Coach Pete and I, Laker Film Room, have argued about this a fair amount. Mm -hmm. um, I think Michael Porter Jr. has superstar potential and is going to lead the NBA in scoring at some or multiple points in mm. his career. Pete basically says he's too dumb to be a superstar, and there are no like dumb. You, if you are not that smart, you can't be that good. I'm on Team Pete on this one. And that's not even about whatever his views on certain things are that no. I happen to disagree with. That is more of a uh, just like in listening to the dude talk, he doesn't seem that bright. Yeah, I think he could be anyway. And then watching so, him play, like him, watch him on defense, and it's an it's an adventure. Defense is not his strong suit as of yet. <laughs> uh, he has not figured out how to weaponize his. 610 hyper athletic tools yet um and now <laughs> and now he has had i think his second or third back surgery and is probably out for the yeah, year so sucks. but do hope so it gets if, better do if you don't if you want to leave better. him out fine but i would like to see 
the Western Conference heavyweights. My wish list for me is to see the health for the Western Conference heavyweights because I am interested. I'm fascinated by how all of this shakes out, right? There, there is a credible discussion to have that Denver maybe was the best team in the league last year before mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, after they got Aaron Gordon. With they Aaron Gordon, so with Jokic, with Murray, with MPJ, yeah, you could definitely make a credible argument that they're going to win the whole thing. The the Kawhi and Paul George stuff together, like that's they, there's a credible argument that they're going to win the whole thing. Now that we've seen what the Warriors look like without Clay, if you add Clay to that mix, if Clay looks like Clay, I think they're probably the favorites. But any team that has a like fully formed AD and LeBron, if they're healthy, you have to talk about also. So for me, what I want for Christmas on my basketball wish list is health for the Western Conference heavyweights. Yeah, like like that's first and foremost, you know, COVID aside, just everything. I, I just want the NBA is so freaking talented and it really sucks that it has been marred these last couple of years where this talent is really starting to. Sh- Giannis has taken that leap. Uh, Luca was is 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 I think mid leap still. Um, there's so many Luca's guys. Been, Luca's been so mediocre. Well, I mean, he's been good, but he's been so mediocre based on his standards. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think if there's a fair conversation. I mean, it's like we're still like six months away from it, maybe a year from away from it. But are we sure Atlanta lost that trade? Hmm. Because Trey has been flat out better than Luca this year. Yeah. And got Cam Reddish out of it. Who's yeah, been I, fine, whatever. He I can't I, shoot, but I want to see I want to see like I'm giving Kid a little bit of time before I really start harping on some of his his uh approaches with with Luca. Um right. we saw that Luca with Carlisle was good for one of the greatest offenses. It was like it was something you could jot down in pen heading into the season that Carlisle coaching a team with Luca on it meant you were going to have one of a, a, a historic offense. Like that was, that was just something you could just get ready for year in, year out. Um, kid shows up and it's not that. And so I don't know, I don't know if we're going to, you know, I I'm, I'm going to give kid a little bit more time before I say, Hey, that's the main variable difference there in that equation. Uh, but, but you know, I don't know how much time I'm going to give him. I just don't like a lot of the stuff that he's been, you know, focusing more on the mid range and and I just just in general, I don't I don't I haven't really been a fan of the way that he's been coaching over there. But then also like the roster is flawed. You know, Chris Porzingis is yeah. bad. Like he's not. He, I mean, he's been better this year, but if he's your number two guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, you know, he he'll play well for like a couple weeks and then he'll miss a couple weeks. You know, like it's just. I to a certain extent, and and Trey is in a situation there in Atlanta where better coaches around him. Um, we saw the difference. Shout out, shout out, my guy Nate McMillan. Yeah, we saw the difference once Nate took over, and and the, just like an immediate difference in how Atlanta was playing um, under what was it? Who was it? It wasn't Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce. Thank you. I Dwayne Casey came to mind, but he's in Detroit. Um, All black people do not look the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Casey is in Detroit. Eggnog um, is delicious. Um, eggnog is d- not delicious. Uh, but eggnog does have powers to do similar things to when I, I say Hennessy that. is delicious. So um, <laughs> Dwayne Casey yeah. is in Detroit after uh being sort of unceremoniously removed from from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Um so so but like you know, I just think again like when we were doing this before with the Luca Trey trade, right? And we by the way, saying, I think Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce has been the interim coach in Indiana now that um, that Rick Carlisle, Carlisle, who we just mentioned, has has been in protocols, unfortunately. Yeah. So before, like when Carlisle was coaching in Dallas, the 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 trade looked laughable there for a while because Lloyd Pierce was in uh, Atlanta, was in Atlanta, and and he wasn't using Trey the way that Trey wanted to be used. And that team wasn't being optimized. And then you have McMillan take over and holy crap, Trey looks way better. And then also with the J- development of John Collins, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. 
And then, and then, you know, the opposite of that happens in Dallas where you had a coach who was putting Luca in better situations and putting that entire team in better situations. Then kid takes over and you say, Oh my God, look, it just, Jalen Rose says it all the time. You're draft. You, you become the player that you're draft. The you become the player based on the situation that you're drafted into. Yeah, and some guys. Matters. Yeah, so it's like some some guys are just great enough to to make up for it and to mask all that stuff. But even those guys uh, need a little bit of help, you know. And and I and, you know absolutely. So, so if we're talking about like the the Trey and the, I thought it was stupid when we were saying it was laughable before because I thought Trey had great talent. Um, and then and I think. Like anybody who was saying that it's laughable the other way, I'm saying like, how aren't we how aren't we noticing the differences in the, in these situations? Shout to Jason Kidd though. Somebody, I think the Lakers legitimately miss Jason Kidd though. I, I will say that the Lakers absolutely miss Jason Kidd. Yeah, I, I I really do. I think having a great a former great player telling current great players, hey, you guys gotta, you know, yes. You really have to focus here, or you really have to work your ass off here. You guys are not working your like. There was value to that with this specific Lakers roster. I do think they miss him there, but I don't think he's the coach for Luca. Is that fantasy is delicious, <laughs> and as is Sincoro, which I'm yeah. thinking now. Um, yeah, no, the Lakers do miss Jason Kidd, um, because he was, as you just talked about, he was somebody that had the ear of and. It was one of the the guys that could pull on Superman's tug on Superman's cape. Yeah, um, and not just LeBron, but like All other guys. Yeah, yeah. They, he had their respect because he had done it before. Um, and Vogel and Fizdale and Handy have those guys' respect. However, none of them are as accomplished as players as yeah. lebron as russ as ad etc shoot none of those guys are as accomplished as players as malik yeah, well, monk so uh, <laughs> that's probably right yeah um can hoop though phil can hoop uh phil can still hoop actually. oh man no i i watch him warm up and stuff like that how old because phil's how old i don't Is know he... he's about my age Oh, I thought he was older. No, I think he's in his like. Mm, I'll, I mean, the internet has the answer to this. I think he's in his mid forties. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that up really quick. But I'm, I'm checking now. I also uh, don't think it's it's necess- He's fifty years old, so um, it's. I don't think it's necessarily. By the way, like the fact that Phil can hoop, it, I don't think it's it's a uh, coincidence that he, if Vogel was let go would get some loud voices kind of speaking up for him. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So let's let's go ahead and um, the wish list here beyond injuries, beyond COVID, let's actually get to a couple like type of teams that maybe need a type of player, not a specific player, um, but but or even fan bases. Like, do you have any idea on 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 things that fan bases or teams or a player might be asking for? Uh, come Christmas time. Yeah, so I'm going to go with... Or holiday time, depending on... I'm going to go with um, with the Utah Jazz. Okay. Um, and their fan base and their obsession with telling us that Rudy Gobert is... <laughs> I, I hope for them, I hope for the Utah fan base, uh, the Jazz fan base, that there are enough perimeter defenders so they can actually say once and for all if rudy gobert can hold up on the defensive end um in the postseason rudy gobert gets a lot of grief because there are definitely highlights of staff turning him into a pretzel on Mm -hmm. switches there are a lot of highlights of terrence mann just draining all sorts of terrence mann basically turning into steph curry as Rudy Gobert flails around and runs out what jazz fans will tell you and your former boss will tell everyone is that we're being completely unfair to Rudy. He's actually okay on the premiere by himself. And the real problem is that Rudy has to cover up for so much, so many other perimeter defense deficiencies on the roster that it's not really on Rudy. Yeah. 
I don't know that Utah look, I don't Utah's not winning the title. But I would like to see like once and for all, let's get a referendum on Rudy Gobert on the perimeter as a switch defender and as a guy who doesn't have to chase everything because the rest of his teammates are and I by the way, I think that's stylistic. I think that's a choice that Utah has made that the Jazz have yeah. made. I think they think that we got Rudy. Yeah. It's much like the Lakers with AD, LeBron, Frank. Yes. And the Warriors offensively with Steph Mm -hmm. until this year. Um, So I would like to see for jazz fans, just competent perimeter defense. So we can see, can Rudy really hang on the perimeter? Yeah. Is Rudy still defensively can utah be as good defensively as they generally are in the regular season in the postseason we so need I've answers always, i've always thought with rudy that his problems like the, the reason he gets played off of the court in the playoffs is one the caliber of players who are putting him in isolation goes way up in the postseason compared to the regular season like yeah. i always hear i always it's, hear it's different when it's james and steph yeah like over, I, over. I always hear yeah. Yeah, you're you're like you know David and and some of the other people who cover or or root for that team always point to like ISO stats in the regular season and how look how well he handles this and I'm like yeah but that's when Malik Monk gets really excited and goes out of yeah like it's really it's a you know if if Dante Divincenzo gets a little reckless and he goes at Rudy (laughs) Gobert it's not going to go very well you know (laughs) (laughs) but like. In the postseason, that guy turns into some of the best ISO players that the game has ever seen, and and that's where it gets it. You know, you can't you can't. That's an apples to oranges comparison. Regular season to postseason. The other thing too in the in the postseason with Rudy Gobert is that he isn't good enough offensively to take advantage of teams when they go small against him. So like when the Clippers went super duper small and he was getting the ball in the middle of the paint. He wasn't doing anything with it. And so, yeah, but there's if, a question of that just like on its face, if that is efficient offense, like post-ups, unless you are an elite post-up player, post-ups just aren't efficient offense. No, I don't even mean all. like, po- I, I mean like every time he touched the ball in the paint, it was not like if, if he caught it, he, if he catches it on the roll, he's generally pretty good. Uh, yeah. If he's close enough to the basket at dunking, he's so big that like it's if he gets deep enough, it's it's he is that's, a large human. Yeah, but like if he catches the ball a dribble away from the rim on the roll, good luck. It's just, it's probably not going to go very well. And so like I, if he if he gets like ahead, a yeah. if he gets like a not a <clears throat> a immediately close to the rim type of rebound. If he gets that if he gets that kind of board again, he's he's fine at going back up because he's so big at in finishing there. But if he catches the ball again in that same kind of one dribble away or a spot where he has to throw up a jump hook, like that's where I say, yeah, I can live with that. And there you're not taking advantage of the th- reasons that you're, you, you know, the, the, the team is willing to gamble because they don't think you could take advantage of them in that regard. So let me be fair. I'm in the, I don't know about this camp mm-hmm. as it relates to Rudy in the playoffs, but I want to see it more and I want to, see it with more of the variables taken away with more of the excuses you could say taken away as it relates to his offense in the playoffs he does need to punish uh smaller lineups and switches more i think the jazz are making a mistake if they try to do that through uh posting him up and feeding him the ball i'd rather conley Ingles, who hasn't been any good this year but Ingles, donovan mitchell initiating that offense and going going into the blender and getting Bryce O'Neal wide open jumpers and getting Donovan jump, right? All of that. I think if you, even against a small guy, whether it's on a switch or just against a very small lineup, I think you are playing into the defense's hands. If you're trying to post Rudy, what he hasn't done enough of offensively for me in the playoffs specifically is destroy small matchups or small teams on the offensive glass. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I want to, I want to, because I like, I think that the, the discourse around it, at least on Twitter, which is not a real place is very one side or the other as, as T as topics and discussions get seem to be um, 
on Twitter. So I would like to remove as much of those variables and excuses and whatever that we can and actually get a look at it. Yeah. I don't think the Jazz are going to win anything because I'm not a believer in it, but I would like to see it. So for the Jazz fans, I hope for enough perimeter defense so we can really see if Rudy, the only thing he can do is be a defensive monster in the regular season and get us some ethereal screen assist stats. <laughs> um, all right, my my wish list here, and I'm going to keep it quick because we've talked about these guys a lot. I want to see Ben Simmons traded, and I want some outcome to the Dame situation, whether it's trading CJ McCollum, getting more help around him, or moving up oh, Trevor Reza just mm-hmm. entered health and safety protocols. Yeah. All right. Um, so, oh, man, yeah. This team. I need another eggnog. Like it is seven, not. No, 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 no. Seven no, no. more. I know. Eggnogs. I know. I know. When you say this team, it is because you care with your entire heart and mm-hmm. you root and. You know, but it's not this team. It's the league. No, it's the you country. Know, not, it's the world. I meant. I meant like this season for this team has just been brutal. Like Trevor Reza played really well the other night. Like he did. And and he's been like a, the the breath of fresh air that the Lakers have kind of promised that he was going to be, he and has. then immediately it's taken away from you. It's just this this season it has is. been brutal for for the Lakers, yes, um, and everybody. But but you know I root harder for the Lakers than I do the Utah Jazz. You don't root harder for the Lakers. You root only for the Lakers. Well, I don't know if that's. I'm an NBA fan. Like I sure, do but deeply, you root deeply... only for yes, you love the NBA, but well, you but like, root only for the Lakers. Well, no, so like I root for whoever is playing the Celtics. Fair, you know. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Um, and, and right. By the way, shout out ISO Joe for getting yes. a bucket last night for the Celtics, yeah. even though we all hate the color green and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Shout out ISO Joe for getting a bucket at my age. I was Not hoping. Quite. I was hoping that we would find out that he signed like the most expensive 10 day contract ever. He made like $1 more than everybody else who has ever signed a 10 day. I mean, he might have, right? I think he probably did. I don't know this to be true, but like minimum contracts are based on service time. Mm -hmm. And so if 10 day contracts are also based on service time, I don't think anybody has ever signed a 10 day after that many years in the league. So maybe he did. Yeah. I yeah. we're saying he did. Yeah. Let's Shout go. Out Joe. ISO Joe getting the bag on the 10 day. ISO, <laughs> ISO Joe, but where the S is the dollar sign. Like that's my dude. Right. ISO <laughs> Joe ISO Joe got like 15 million for a 10 day just because he's been in the league 40 years. Um, all right. Let's uh let's let, oh so uh naughty or nice, we'll do now. You know what? We're good. We did the wish list thing and story we're time? At 50 minutes. Let's let's jump into holiday story time. Uh and and uh you said you have a couple here. Let's go two. to just all right, let's let's you know what? I'll make them quick. Let's no, make them quick. Let's have some fun. Let's I'll make them quick. So the first one, um well actually how about this? Do you want the like sort of sad one or the the sort of happy one first? Let's do well, let's do only the sort of happy one. Like okay. let's let's try to like get people smiling on their way out. Well, no, no, I mean they're both kind of like all right, you know what? Let me do the the sort of sad one a couple years ago. I okay. I grew up in San Francisco. So um the Lakers, LeBron's first year, Lakers play at the Warriors. And um we had a couple of days off before, but waited to fly in on Christmas Eve because the team, rightfully so, the Lakers, wanted to give guys as much time as possible with their family. So we left LA later than normal flying to San Francisco. We get to the hotel at like, Oh, maybe eight o'clock at night. Normally we would fly early during the day, the day before, and then, you know, have more time in wherever. So we get to the hotel. It's probably, I don't know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. You go up to your room, come down. I, I talked last week about what that process is like. And I come down and decide I'm going to have a beverage at mm-hmm. the the bar at the hotel. Hotel bars are my favorite place on planet Earth, followed shortly by uh, airport bars. So <laughs> I'm drinking with a couple of the guys. Yeah. And um, this it now it's like 
11 something the bar is closing down this is christmas eve and i go back up to my room which i haven't touched yet i haven't done anything i haven't gotten a shower haven't gotten on the bed there's my bag is sitting there and it's like 11 30 and i say this is it's christmas eve i'm alone and i'm in my home my hometown i, I grew up in the city of san francisco i'm in my hometown I have never been more lonely in my entire life. So I hop in, I grab an Uber and uh, go home for uh, Christmas. So I spent that Christmas as it mm -hmm. turned in from Christmas Eve to Christmas in an Uber on my way home because it was, if you ever on a holiday on Christmas or any other holiday, if you are in your hometown, go home. Don't, don't spend yeah. it in the hotel. That was it was the literally the loneliest I've ever been in my life. But I'm happy I went home and yeah. I went into my old room and slept with the door open because my mom didn't know I was coming home. I mean, Ooh. she knew I was in town, but she didn't know I was going to come home. And so my mom came down and got very emotional when my door was open and saw me sleeping in the room. So it has a happy ending. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, the other one is this is 2000. 10 or 2011 i'm in uh i'm working for the blazers at the time and um we we had a game the night after thanksgiving mm -hmm. so thanksgiving night um i am still he, i don't know if he's gonna love me telling this story but so be it um <laughs> uh, uh joel prisbilla and i have talked about him on the show before he mm -hmm. and i are still like very very close friends and he and I were obviously really close um, back in Portland. And so we go to my uh, father and mother, my, my wife at the time. Yeah, my wife at the time, her family's house, her parents' house, um, which is pretty close to the Blazers practice facility. And so Joel and I are, we just start having a few beverages. Mm -hmm. Um. I am really good at drinking. He's a seven foot one, 255 pound, 265 pound professional athlete. So he can obviously drink pretty good. Mm -hmm. And he and I, he was, uh, he enjoyed him some, some Coors Lights. He was a Coors Light fan. And then I think he liked vodka, vodka cranberry or something and mm. Jaeger bombs. So he and I just start drinking because we're oh, just like, man, both of those things just made me shudder. We, he and I are like, just kind of, to be honest, we're just kind of like, we don't want to participate in all the like festivities. He and I just want to do whatever. So he and I are just like, just drinking mm -hmm. all night. Uh, and he and I get pretty drunk, <laughs> like pretty good and drunk. And I'm like, what are we doing tomorrow? Cause there's uh, the Blazers have a game tomorrow. And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not going to play tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to play tomorrow. symptoms. Yeah. I'm just not going to play tomorrow. <laughs> uh say so he and i get real drunk so i would get to the game you know for like a 7 7 30 game i would get to what used to be called the rose garden now it's called the moda center shout out to crypto.com arena which is it, getting yeah it needs to still be the rose garden i agree I because that wasn't like a corporate thing it was just yeah. like it, for whatever reason portland's called the rose city yeah so i get to the arena at like four o'clock maybe 4 30 for a 7 or 7 30 game the next day and uh i think joel was already there sometimes i would ride with him sometimes not depending on what we had going and so he would so he comes out for like for warm-ups uh you know like get his work in before uh shoot around or whatever before the game and i look at him and i go this you do not look good <laughs> i told him i go you look like how i feel yeah <laughs> and he's like fuck man I, this is i'm not I, i'm not in good shape i go ah, don't worry about it do you get your hangovers in your head or your stomach i don't get hangovers which is like strange i just like i the get, the, the amount of contempt that i just yeah, I don't get shot at you <laughs> i don't yeah so sometimes the the only like i know a lot of people get like nauseous or mm, that's me have sensitivity to light or sounds or whatever mm-hmm I just feel the worst that it ever gets for me is like, I just feel like kind of sluggish, but mm -hmm. I'm fine. So I felt I it was uh, like four o'clock the next <laughs> afternoon. And I was, that tells you how much we drank. I was still kind of like sluggish, but fine. And he did not look good either. And the dude probably had like 
a couple cases of beers and some and some uh, vodka cranberries <laughs> and maybe a Jaeger bomb or two. Mm. And I drank, I don't know, a handful of beers and maybe a bottle, probably at least a bottle of Crown. Anyway, it was not, it was so the, and I mean, it was fun for him because right. Like his wife is there. My wife is there. My wife's parents, our whole family is there. So like everybody can hang out with, with uh, his, his kid. Like, and so mm-hmm. me and him were just whatever. And my ex-father-in-law, you know, wanted to be part of the group too. So he would have one here and there, you know. Yeah. He's breaking out the good wine. Ooh. So I see him at the game and he's just like. Hey, up in Portland, there's uh, Willamette Valley is like some of the best Pinots that you can have. They're good, good wine and, and, uh, and beer there. The, uh, the little, the microbreweries. I hate Portland. Um, so he goes like. All right. I'm like, well, you don't have to play at least, right? And he goes, no, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, and he's just like going through the motions <laughs> before the game and it's not going well. Yeah. He goes back to the locker room. I go do all my other stuff, do whatever. He comes back out like for for uh for pregame, right? You know, layup lines and announcements. And I look at the thing and he's starting. I go, what the fuck? What? What are you doing? <laughs> He's hoping you to sweat it out. You can't play. What are you doing? He's going to smell like Coors. And he there. goes. And so. So we had at the time, and we also had Greg Odin and Marcus Canby and LaMarcus. So LaMarcus was going to play. Odin was not. And Marcus Canby, like when he was in Denver, Marcus Canby and the other, I think it was Nene. And they had one other center. They would mm-hmm. literally like before JaVale. games draw stop. Yeah, maybe it was JaVale. They would like draw straws. Or to see who got to who see who got to sit out? Maybe both. They yeah. would literally like, okay, like I don't have to play today. They would yeah. literally like compete over who didn't have to play. Mm-hmm. And so Joel went in and was like, whatever. And Marcus was like, I'm not playing today. <laughs> oh, no. So Joel had to start <laughs> and play a bunch of minutes and finish with like 24 rebounds, <laughs> like 10 <laughs> points and 24 rebounds or something, 20 something rebounds completely like dragging hung over in an nba game sweating out jaeger bombs the day after thanksgiving thanksgiving he he came after the game he came up like i guess you and i need to get drunk the night before games more often look at you on the glass he's like i feel like shit i wonder if it's like uh i'm in such a bad mood because i'm playing in this kind of state of mind that I may as well just play my ass off and I'm going to get super angry. I'm like, nobody's going to be able to move me because I can't move myself. And I'm just going to grab a whole bunch hey, of people. He is a, Joel is a big boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even by NBA standards, he's a big boy. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that dude was a bruiser. All right. So that well, was the time Joel and I got so drunk on Thanksgiving. The next night he had 22 rebounds or 24 rebounds or something I, like that. I feel like like Thanksgiving is a bigger drinking holiday than Christmas, right? Like I feel that's yeah, but isn't it? Um, I think it's the night before, right? Blackout well, right. Wednesday, like they that, used to call that, it that whole that whole week is is yeah, just because like nobody's got to work and everybody's irritated yeah. that they're gonna have to be sitting around with their family, so everybody gets touched up. I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, Christmas falling on a Saturday. New Year's I'm fine with. New Year's falling on a Saturday is like that's 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 more well, okay. But... As it relates to the NBA, you know why it's not good. Because the NBA, the NFL is like, no, nah, you guys don't get Christmas to yourselves. We're playing. Yeah. So they're playing. I think there's three games on Saturday on Christmas. And then next year, it's a Sunday. So there'll be all the games. Like, that's harder for the NFL to try to stake a claim on Christmas when it's a Wednesday. But yeah. on a weekend, just... the NFL is like, nah, we're also. So part of the reasons the NBA ratings may suffer on Christmas is because it's going to be the G League showcase. But that's not the only reason. The yeah. NFL is also right there. It's king. Yeah, it moved uh, It moved uh, the TNT games to Tuesdays. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode and this week's episodes of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Uh, we are, I am heading off into the, the holiday weekend and uh, spending as much time as I possibly can now that Avery kind of understands the concept mm. of Christmas. Well, I'll, I'm going to send you this video, dude. She, Please do. Um, she blew out the uh christmas tree like she's saying happy birthday to 
and blew out. <laughs> when you said blew out the Christmas tree, I was like, did you guys attach too much? And your no, 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 power no, she, grid like, could have, she, she, she so like, like a birthday cake. She blew yeah, out. Yeah, so like, like yeah. I had I had the app open to be able to turn off the Christmas tree as soon as she like blew oh. onto it. And so she turned around, she's like, I did it. <laughs> it was great. Aww. It's 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 pretty fantastic. So also wait, let me give a quick shout out. Um yeah. uh Dwight for those in LA. Uh Dwight, and I think it's it's uh, Grand Champions, Dwight's Foundation. We mm-hmm. did a thing, uh like a holiday toy thing giveaway for kids um yesterday on Wednesday, and there's another one on Sunday in LA. Mm. So shout out for everybody who is like it, Dwight, but whoever. Shout out to everybody yeah. that is is taking care of some kids and trying to give some some less fortunate people some help here in the holiday season. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's what this this season is all about. Absolutely, that's gonna do it though. Hope you guys have a nice, safe holiday, whatever it is you're celebrating, whoever it is that you're celebrating with, um, and we will be back on Monday to hopefully have a little more happy stuff to talk about regarding you.